All right, before we get to kick off this podcast today, Jacob two times on the phone. Hey, Jacob. Scotty the Body, guess what? What? You are doing an awesome job uh, at that 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. show. Yes! Thank you. Oh, man. a heartbeat, you know? Oh, yes. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm giving it my all for sure. Thank you, Jacob. I mean, but Jacob, well, we need you to give Scott a critique. What could he do better oh, as great. he's filling in on the midday show on Hot 101.5? Yeah. Well, I know that... Well, I know that the midday show would go better if Sky the Body would take my calls like he did on that Saturday show, you know? Oh, why don't you pick up the phone when oh, Jacob no. two times calls you, I Scott? I pick up whenever I see the mm-hmm. phone ringing. I do. Mm-hmm. Tell him, well, Jacob. Tell him. Well, well, other than that, Sky the Body, you're doing a good job. And Sky the Body, I think this is a good position for you, my friend. You know that? You mm. deserve it. Thank from, you. Yeah, I hope her boss hears this. With you, Scotty the Body, from the time that I worked with you, from when you were 20, from from when you were 22 all the way up until now, I would give it to you in a heartbeat, wow. you know? Oh, gosh. Well, thank you. I wouldn't oh. find anyone to replace you. You know that? No one could replace my <laughs> Scotty the Body. No one. Wow. Well, thank you, Jacob. I appreciate that. Well, we need to send this tape I to love the boss. Scotty the Body. And, <laughs> and Scotty the Body, guess what, Scotty the Body? I'm, I I wish I could meet you, Scotty the Body, in person. You know that? Because I met so many people and. And you keep up the good work, Sky the Body, not only on the podcast, but on the midday show. And I listen to you when I can, although although I don't listen to you all the time, Sky oh, the okay. Body, though, but I listen to you when I can. You know, sometimes I'll pop in, like, at lunchtime and stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah, okay. Well, hey, I appreciate it, Jacob. I'll, I'll keep it entertaining, remembering that you're listening. And, Jacob, tell everybody yeah, what podcast they're listening to right now. They are listening to the best midday guy Scotty the Body podcast with Miguel and Holly and 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 Scotty the Body. Make sure you pick up the phone today when I call you. On Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee hee and my hoo hoo oh. and my ha ha. Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. Take two. Whoops. Take two. Uh... If you are listening to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or on the Hot 101.5 app, um, if you want, I would go check out our YouTube channel. Just type in Miguel and Holly, and you can find all of our videos that we do there. Um, and you can see Scott's head is in shame right now. You know what happens? I'm just gonna, I think this is maybe, could lead, I don't know what it could lead into, but when these moments happen, like I literally just want to run away. Like literally just stop everything and just leave and just be done. Because I feel so much shame. That's fine. Not from y'all. I just feel so bad. I know. I hate making mistakes like that. And it just, it literally eats me alive. It'll probably haunt me for a couple hours. That's all right. Listen, we we started the podcast (sighs) and we were going on and I read a couple messages. And then I could see Holly's face like, I can always tell when something's amiss. And then Scott was looking kind of crazy. And I'm like, what's going on? I just didn't know how to even step in there because it's like. You have to. You got to cut it off as soon as you. Because I saw what I saw was Scott look at the computer and then look basically like consumed in terror. And I was and he didn't. And he would like he would have his hands going. (laughs) And Miguel's over here just reading face down, reading a message. And I was like, nope, we can't continue whatever this is. So I was just like, stop, everybody stop. What's happening? That's all right. Nothing really historic happened in the first uh, few minutes going of this. Some so. messages. Exactly. You're fine. Um, but listen, one of the things I've had to learn in this career, and I guess any career, is when you make a mistake, you just got to keep going. Yeah. I mean, yeah, unless you're I a doctor one. where you're like, someone's <laughs> oh, life is at stake. Like, if you made a mistake and, like, you left the, the scalpel in the body, right. ah, you can't keep going. Right. You, you got to feel bad about that because there's a malpractice lawsuit coming your way. <laughs> Correct. You just didn't record four minutes of a podcast that we don't get paid extra for. So you're fine. Yeah. It's fine. You are fine. 
Um, so real quick, just to recap what we recorded <laughs> or didn't record, um, we got a really cool message, short but simple, on Apple Podcast. You can leave a review on there. Uh, George from Port Ritchie said, I listen every morning, and I love these guys, super people. Keep up the great show. Thank you, George. So you can always leave a uh, review. Please leave a review and rate us on Apple Podcast. And then we got an email from Emily Stewart, who listens and had a response from the podcast we did on fr- last Friday about the Capitol breach. Yep. And how we got a complaint email that someone sent to our boss about me and how I'm a horrible human being. Um, and then this is her response to that. Miguel, Holly, and Scotty, the body. I want to start off by saying, if you don't have haters, you ain't doing it right. When I saw you posted a podcast about the Capitol building, I was excited because I am one of the many that actually love the fact that you all speak up and speak out about current events. Mm. I was also watching the live on the radio show when you all talked about it, where people were upset you brought the whole thing, a.k.a. history, up and stormed off. I'm writing this not because I'm tired of hearing you guys defending yourselves, even though I am, because y'all aren't doing anything wrong, but because it's occurred to me that maybe you aren't getting the positive feedback you deserve. Mm. Speaking up is important. Speaking out is important. There are so many of us out here that consider you family. You got so many of us through the pandemic, including myself. Sometimes the only thing I had to look forward to was your daily podcast, as sad as that sounds. Mm. Then she sort of goes into her points about the Capitol protest. But she ends it with, when you speak out, you make it okay for others to speak out. Please keep doing what you're doing. You are on the right side of history, and there are no ratings, no boss, no listener that can tell you different. Doing the right thing is not doing the easy thing. It's doing the thing that you can be proud of to tell your kids someday. Keep your head up. Love you guys and keep doing exactly what you're doing. Sincerely, the probably majority of your listeners, which is why y'all won so many awards. Winky face. No. Thank you. That was so validating. Yeah. Uh, Over the weekend, I was in a really bad slump. And I'll be honest, like, I still have been, um, like, because of what's going on politically. I don't know how anybody can ignore it and act like there's not something crazy happening politically and with our government. Um, But I really was having a tough time on Saturday because I had posted something in relation to uh, the breach on on Wednesday when it happened and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday morning I had to then because once you post it like you kind of have responsibility to like in my view anyway I wanted to educate oh. on my point and I have to remember not all people want to be educated no it's yeah, not correct. my job nope. although it, it sometimes feels like it is uh, and so I was really it, I was in the weeds and as someone who's a very sensitive and feeling person it was very devastating to me mentally. Right. So by Saturday, I was just like, I felt very empty. Yeah. Uh, and so, Miguel, you actually took a little screenshot of that message and sent it to the group, and it was like a breath of air. Mm. And the other thing that happened on Saturday was the main one of the main guys that I had been going back and forth with on my Instagram post um, – finally had had made an additional comment Friday night that when I read it, my heart broke because I was like, oh, wow, we are so far. We're not even, we're not on the same page. We're not even in the same book. And I was like, okay, let me step back as the owner of this account, as the poster of this post. Right. So I was like, I'm sorry. Let me apologize for not even realizing that we're basically yelling at each other mm-hmm. and we don't even know what we're talking about right. which i think is most of america right now absolutely yeah. so i was like i'm sorry let me be the first to say if i thought the way that you're thinking that i feel i that would be terrible right. no wonder you're so pissed off right. if i felt like that i'd be pissed off too mm-hmm. so let me regroup a little bit and say no i didn't do a good job explaining myself and then after that he was like yeah, you know, we actually probably have a lot more in common than I think. And I, I, I sent him a video. I don't know if he watched it or not, but hopefully he did and, and realized where I'm coming from. Um, and he was like, you know, I, I'm a longtime listener, which I, I didn't know him on Insta. But he's like, longtime listener. I'm not going to stop listening. Um, thank you. Right. And I was like, <sighs> between that and Emily's email, my weekend got better. Right. And I hate 
that I get so dependent on like outside external factors, but that's life. Yeah. So it was, thank you, Emily. And thank you to that man. I think his name is Eric um, for being civil. I'm really trying to not put my happiness into those sort of things. So like, I chose not to read through the comments on my post and my Instagram about the Capitol. Yeah. Good idea. Um, because as I, I just pulled up my Instagram, oh, I've got do it now. 156 comments on it. And I think I responded to maybe the first couple, like when I first posted it last Wednesday. Yeah. And then after, you know, like the first one came up that said that I, I only saw like, you're racist. Yeah. And then that's when I was like, nope. I'm not going to respond. And I know that, you know, especially as people that work in this industry, we're supposed to have a, it's a, a two-way conversation. It's an open dialogue. It open di- but you know what? Sometimes your mental health is more important. And I'm like, I am not going to go back and forth with people on on this subject. Like, it's it's either it was wrong or it was wrong, you know? And so it's been interesting. Now we are a week removed from the Capitol breaching and sort of hearing some like super and I don't even want to say like Republicans anymore because I feel like a lot of Republicans are like this is not what I signed up for this is not my party yeah I mean even Dick Cheney our former vice president's daughter who is a I don't know if she's a senator or representative Liz 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 Cheney even she was like this is not the Republican party I grew up in I, I know like you have your Trump conservatives and then you have Republicans and it's been interesting to watch the spin on it, and we're not going to get, like, all into it because um, it's so, like, if you're a political person like I am, like, you find it very fascinating and interesting, and I listen to all these podcasts about it and hear them, like, break it down and dissect it because right now they are in the process of starting the impeachment process, the second one for uh, Donald Trump. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and how the Republican Party starts to, like, come together. Because you have, like, the loud mouths like Rush Limbaugh and Tommy Loren and all those people that are still continuing to, like, rail on it when I feel like at some point in politics you got to, like, stand up in what Emily was saying and you got to be on the right side of history and you got to be willing to say, you know what, is my congressional senator seat worth me being on the wrong side of history and not telling the truth Mm. instead of spinning? And that's where I feel like a lot of people that we look up to in in politics, that's what they're having to decide right now. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I, I have to try to remind myself to unplug sometimes because uh, I find myself doom scrolling. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's easy. And I read something somewhere where it's like it's not just feeding the fears that you have because a lot of times on your own social media, there can be a bit of an echo chamber. But it's also weirdly giving a, you a dopamine hit. Mm. And that's where it gets addicting. Right. And then it's like, I want to scroll more and find more things because like you got like almost this, like it, like a little part of your, the excited part of your brain was like, Ooh, look what I found. Let me read this thread. Mm-hmm. And then once that's done, you continue to scroll so that you get another dopamine hit. And that's where addiction comes in. And so I'm like trying to be really careful because Monday, this, this past Monday, um, I just felt a sense of like irritability mm. and it could have been from multiple things, right. but I know for sure that all of this was the lead cause. Absolutely. And that can start to impact my parenting mm-hmm. and me in my relationship and how I treat my mom. And I'm like, not worth it. Let me try to unplug more often. Right. Scott, how have you been processing everything? You know, it's, I really just talk in a kind of an echo chamber, but especially when it comes to, like, comments and stuff, I am the complete, like, I do not look. And if I look, I look for a second, I'm out, and I don't sit there and look at it because, like, I know exactly what it'll do for me. And as soon as I notice that I start getting myself all worked up, I'm like, one, in my normal life, I don't like being all worked up. And so I'm not going to let, I don't like letting other people do that to me or change my emotional route. And I always, like, this is something that I remind family members now because we'll get on the topic. And I, I weigh it out now. Like, I weigh mm. out if it's worth it. Mm. If, you know, if I'm going to talk to somebody, we're going to have a conversation. Worth it. 
if right. I if I could tell the language from a comment or somebody that's messaged me like where the direction is going, if I see there's no hope, I'm not going to interact with it because again, like my energy, my time, my life, who is valuable, and especially you know with everything that's happened in the past year, now I view my time even more valuable. So I'm not going to give you those you know precious energy moments. And I remind my dad of this constantly, people in my family of this constantly because. I'll, you know, be sitting with my dad and he's like, oh, you should have seen these comments back and forth on Facebook. I'm like, dad, like, what did you get from it? All mm. you did is like, you let that get you all worked up. Meanwhile, nobody else is affected. It's mm. just you. You're letting that just literally suck from your soul when it's like you could be off doing something else that's better for your own, your own well-being. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for me, it's, it's tough because I don't like being in those conversations because I know exactly how I'm going to react. And I've been with family members where... These tough conversations, like, it's pretty well established, you know, where I lean and my views on certain things. We all know it. We know it in the family dynamic. However, sometimes it gets brought up. And I'll usually kind of, like, interact with it for a second, but there's a line. And I remember (laughs) four and a half years ago, (laughs) this line wasn't fully established yet. And I didn't know where I was on this line. But when it got brought up, I got so worked up, I was, like, screaming at family members. I was ready to leave and drive, you know— 12 plus hours just alone back home. I was like, I'm done with it. I can't do this conversation. I can't even believe we're even having this conversation or you don't even see what I'm seeing. So now when those conversations get brought up, you know, play with it for a second. And as soon as I see that huge divide in the road, I'm like, yeah, you know what? We know where each other lean. Let's not get in the conversation. Let's right. not, because we, we know that we're, and I said that, I literally said this the last time to a family member. I was like, we're not going to change each other's opinions. Right. So why, like literally the question was, why are we going to discuss it? Because you might not get upset, and that's okay, because I think that's where, you know, this family member was like, I'm not getting upset. I'm like, no, I am. Mm. And, like, you know, I just know myself. And so right. I don't want to be mad at you because right. I love you. But this conversation isn't doing any good for our relationship, so let's go ahead and just push it to the side. Let's not discuss it. I do think that you get to a point, because I used to be like that, um, I was, like, ready to fight. Like, I was just ready, not, like, physically fight. Well, no. But I was, I like, ready to just go to task and be like, let me tell you all the ways that you are wrong. But then I realized that when it comes to governing, there is no right or wrong answer. You're all hopefully just trying to do, in a traditional sense, your best. Yeah. But we just think about going about it in different ways, and you hope. Um, but we've gotten to this place now where it's so, like, nasty that we should be able to have those conversations. Like, there was a guy at our CrossFit gym that's uh, conservative and that I was asking him some questions about, you know, like, help me understand, like, why you vote the way you vote and whatnot. And it was just a very, like, I listened. I explained to him why I disagreed with that. And he was like, oh, I see your point, but I don't agree with it. And we walked away like, all right, cool. I understand who you are as a person and why you believe that way. Yeah. And hopefully we can get to that point. It's just going to take a long time to it's get just there. When it's, it's just when it's very hard right now, especially over the Internet and especially over comments, that you're going to have a conversation like that. Because as soon as somebody gets fired up, it's like, well, you're an idiot. Yeah. Right. Well, you're stupid. You're, you're you know, going to cause this country to just burn down. It's like, it takes a lot to try to keep steering the conversation in, in a good direction. And I that's always my goal is to either inform, explain, or uh, teach. Right. Or at least, you know, explain, like I said, my point of view. But people are so quick to just cut you off, and I try not to do that. But after so many times of, like, sparring with a person like that, you're just like, well, you know what? F it. Mm. And it just brings out the worst in you. Like these online conversations do. I did see, and I wish we could have more open dialogue without some of the, um, I don't know, insanity seeping in because i saw on tiktok there was this uh this conservative guy who uh i didn't agree with most of what he was saying about like censorship and stuff but he did bring up a really good point that that had to do with the the pandemic um and i had never thought of this before because you know like as someone who's sitting here in florida watching all their states do pandemic stuff right I've always thought, you know, Governor Cuomo up in New York was like always trying to do the right thing. And New York was really trying to get their ish together in the early part of the pandemic and still is. And so in my view, in my pretty, uh, I don't really have anybody that I talk to about other angles about New York's law. Right. Um, but I was like, OK, the New York, they're trying to do it right. I know a lot of people are like, New York is too strict and blah, blah, blah. But I thought they're doing it right. 
So I would have argued with someone about that <laughs> based on what I know. Mm-hmm. Well, I watched this conservative guy on TikTok, and he was like, did you know there's a new article in the um, whatever it is they signed into law where it says the governor can um, has full legal reign that if they believe that you are a threat health-wise – they can just quarantine you for 14, 21, however many days they think they need to mm. in any place they think they need to. Mm. And he was like, what? Right. And then I started, my wheel started turning about that uh, caveat in this, in this, I don't know what it is, a law about uh, whatever. And I'm like, that does actually have really scary implications. Right. Where it's like, like, let's say someone assumes that you were exposed. They can just like take you off the street and put you in a hotel. Right. And it probably won't be a hotel. Mm-mm. It's going to be so, a, a, a nondescript room with a metal chair and a metal uh, table. Right. Like, who knows? Like, wh- where, wh- whoa. Like, that's pretty aggressive. And, right. I, like, not just pretty aggressive, pretty terrifying. And so just having seen that, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Mm. And I'm not for that either. Right. Like, right. F that. Right. Take me off the, snatch me off the street, and then my kid does what? Like, mm-hmm. so... That's scary. And I would never have gotten to that had I not been open to hearing other people's perspectives. Right. And that's what it's all about. And you don't have to agree, you know, because Andrew Cuomo is a Democrat and you don't have to always agree with your party, you know, or the the, the person. Whoa, bro. Right. Too much. Overreach. Right. Right. And and we're all learning as we go along. So it totally makes sense. So I just kind of wanted to wrap up that conversation about the Capitol. I'm sure there will be lots more conversations about that as we get closer and closer to the inauguration next Is week. Is it weird that we are in this weird time and space where, so the inauguration is next week, mm-hmm. and we know something is going to happen? Oh, absolutely. I thought about that this morning. Like, it's weird that it's actually, like, for me, it's like, I get weirded out that I'm scared for what's going to happen. I know. Oh, yeah. I'm it's like, like, that's like, not normal. That shouldn't be your thought of no. an inauguration. And it's like, we don't know what, but... Shit's going to get messy. Yeah. I mean, even roommate Dylan at Chateau Opera, his sister lives in D.C. And, like, she's coming, like, she's flying down here this weekend. I don't to, blame like, her. To, like, stay out of, uh, of the Capitol. Out of the Capitol. Because uh, last week he showed me a video that his sister sent. And there, I don't remember how far away. It's, like, maybe a mile, maybe less than that. They're away from, like, that whole area of D.C. with the Capitol and uh, the White House. Oh, wow. And they could hear everything, like, that far. Like, imagine if we're, where we are in our station and, like, downtown, that's, what, five miles downtown St. Pete? Mm-hmm. And we could hear all of that happening all the way down here. Like, it was that intense and that insane and that big that she was like, nope. Not staying here for that. And it's really sad that that, this should be a celebratory moment, no matter who you are. Because I did that four years ago for President Trump. I was like, not my person, but I hope they do a great job. And you would hope that. But, you know, we're preaching to the choir. We've said all these things before. So hopefully our law enforcement will do um, what they need to do to make sure that everybody and everything is safe next week. Moving on to safety, let's talk about Mr. Scott Tavlin. Oh, safety? Dear. It's like I can sense it in the air. Because you I, feel it coming? Yeah, I literally did. I was like, here's the turn, and focus is now on me. Pivot! So, pivot! Pivot! So you are newly single. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I can't say newly anymore. Not I mean, newly. It's, sh- it's been a few months. Which it's is still interesting. People- a lot of people still don't know. That's like, even on say. my Instagram, like, I put up, you know, even, you know, at Scott Tavlin on Instagram, but I put up Ask Me Anythings. And still to this date, you know, January 13th, it's, I'm getting a lot of questions. Wait, you're single? Wait, what happened? And I'm like, ooh, yeah, no, it's been a couple months now. You know, it's been a, been some time, but it's you know, how would you know if you don't either, if you didn't listen at that particular time on the show or you didn't, I guess, see my last post on Instagram, which kind of gave it away also. But people don't. But I mean, you don't. Yeah. Sometimes you don't miss that algorithm. That invested yeah. and or they're just like passive listeners and they don't see that post and they don't hear that part of the show because this is, it's always good to remember n- not everybody hears everything. Yes. Or cares. Or cares. Or cares. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So then it's like, whoa. Right. Yeah. 
I, I would just keep the link to that particular podcast in my notes and then just copy and paste it and be like, here you go. Here's the explanation. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure where you are, if you are dating or if you are doing anything. But I do know, um, and Holly, I was waiting to the podcast to talk about this. Um, we at Chateau Oprah, myself, Abe, my fiance and roommate Dylan, we were trying to go over here are all the rules that you need to abide by in the single world whenever rules. you do start to date or Ooh. you know you know uh do whatever it is that you will do when you're single. Okay. Okay. What are the rules? Um we were basically and remember this is three gay guys talking to a young straight guy. That's why I'm very curious about said rules. Now, we weren't talking about like, you know, Here's what you say in a first message on Tinder. Or here's how you go out on a date. We're talking about sexual health because one of the things that I have learned through the years of being on the radio and just, you know, like in my private life, my 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 tribe is mostly gay men. And so we all are on the same page when it comes to that sort of thing. But then I found that like straight people don't know about sexual health stuff sometimes. What I found, especially when you're young, like Scott's age. Like, there is a medicine called PrEP that you can take that can help prevent HIV. And a lot of straight people still don't know that that's a thing. Right. Like, no. I was on it before Abe and I got together, and then it took us a month of getting tested and making sure that we were good before we were like, all right, I can come off of that, and then we're committed to each other, and we're fine. And so one of the things that I was telling Scott is that you need to buy some condoms and you need to have that conversation about STDs up front. And Scott was like, I don't know. How do you have that condom? <laughs> well, it's awkward if you. Yeah, like that's legitimate. Like my thought, because I obviously it's important. Obviously it's a conversation, but you know, how do you bring that up? Hey, texting back and forth. By the way, now that things are nice and hot and steamy. Do you have any STDs <laughs> that I should know about? Maybe. Just know. Like that, that's just for me, like obviously. If, when it comes to those points, like I will definitely do my best to bring it up because I, I want to be as safe as possible. I just don't know how to bring it up in a way that's not like whoop, flip the whole conversation, make it awkward, be a turnoff. I just, I don't know. I'm not used to that question. Holly, did you have these conversations when you were last single or even if you can remember going back before your ex-husband, Chris? Thank you for that. <laughs> that um, long time ago. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, prior to uh, getting with my ex husband, Chris, since you're just throwing it out, long time ago. I get it. Now I get it. Uh, I got ago. it. That was my 20s. Yes. Thank you. I got it. No, I never had that conversation. No. No. Really? Didn't know how to have it. Never got guidance on how to See? do it. Wow. No. Oh, that actually kind of makes me feel better because yeah. I felt so it shouldn't. weird. No, no, as in, like, it's a big point that, you know, how do you bring it up? Yeah. Is it something that everyone brings up? Because when I, you know, now that I'm single, me and my best friend have this conversation all the time. Like, he's been single longer than I have now. And he's like, you need to just ask. You need to just bring it up or they'll bring it up. So I'm like, okay, like, I hope somebody brings it up because, you know, I would hate, like, the next day or whatever. I don't know how it even works to be like, we should have had the conversation, and now, yeah. Too so far, what I learned from a friend who has, um, who has an STD, and it made it so that she legit had to tell people before they became sexually active. And I, we had conversations, and I'd be like, oh, "Girl, what do you do? Like, that's crazy. Mm. I mean, that's fine because obviously, it's not like." It's not something that impacts her ability to have sex. Right. But it's definitely something you want to talk about before you have sex with someone new. And she was like, you know, after, you know, this going on like the third time that I've had to have this conversation, she's like, you just do it. She's like, obviously, you don't do it when you're in the middle of other sexy talk. Oh. Okay. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that yeah, makes sense. girl, you, you want me to pull your hair? Yeah. yeah. Hey, have you been to the clinic lately? <laughs> yeah. To not um, the time, not the place. No so judgment. When is the time? Like it's like all these conversations could be so fun and playful, and then it's like, oh, I got a beat. Let me throw this in here really quick. Hey, yeah. Right. I mean, I I think. Or how do you ask? Do you say, have you been to the clinic? Because they could say yes. Yeah, I. But then she, you say, do you have any STDs? She made it a good point because she obviously had something that she needed to tell. Yeah. If you don't, 
you can still do that by making it all about you first. Ah. That way it's not like you suddenly put the light in someone's face and you start grilling them. You share about you first. When you're willing to be vulnerable about you first, oh. people are way more comfortable sharing their own stuff. So if you're like, hey, you know, I recently was um, tested for various STDs or whatever. Um, you know, thankfully I have a clean bill of health. Wondering what your situation is. Like, there's no awkwardness. There's no, like, and ooh, he the person should be thanking their lucky stars that you brought it up first, and now they have a great platform to get off whatever they might have on their chest. Right. And then maybe, it, because I feel like I've seen this a lot with, like, straight friends, where, you know, either one person or both parties haven't been tested. They don't know where to go. And if you've gone through the process, that may be a good education point to be like, Hey, so I went, well, here's my deal. What about you? And they could be like, oh, sheepishly, like, oh, I haven't been. I don't know where to go. You're know, like, I don't know. Oh, you're like, cool. oh, no problem. Here, here's where you go. Right. Da, 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 da. Here are the steps. No problem. And if you don't make it awkward and if you don't wow. make it a big deal, then it's not a big deal and it's not awkward. So you've got to be the one to do that. Yeah. So if you have your own stuff done first, like go get tested, even if you're like sure that you don't have, at least go get the experience of getting it done. Right. Yeah. Then yeah. you can be the the one because it's kind of like, were we talking about this on the other podcast about peer pressure and how yeah. like some kids are just like, no, I don't want to smoke. I don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to drink. And then right. like the more confident they are, you're like, oh, that's cool. Right. My friend Mary Beth doesn't drink. No Whatever. Problem. So it's. I feel like it's kind of the same thing where you're like, oh no, I I check all the time. I get I get I got tested. You or, did ma- you? That way, it's like they're they're put on like the spot, not in a bad way, but to be like, oh yeah, I I would love to actually. I just didn't know how. So now um. you've opened the door. And and the final thing I'll say about it is, if you do find yourself chatting, getting flirty with someone, and you do that whole song and dance of, hey, so you know, just heads up, I was recently at XYZ Clinic or my doctor's office, and I got tested, and da 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 da, and they're like, that's so stupid, I'm doing that. Then you're like, and we're not sleeping together. Yeah, oh. we're done. So then you know, that's not a good part. That's true. That is a good line too. It's like, okay, well, if you think it's dumb, well, well, I if guess. you're not taking care of your sexual health. How am I supposed to expect that you care about my sexual health? Then how many things do you not care about that you just blow off as well? Right. I mean, it's very telling. And I think there's also a lot because I went through segments of this in my early 20s where I was just nervous. Like there were times where I'd be drunk and slip up and make a mistake. And I'm willing to admit that. But then I'd be like, all right, Miguel, you got to do better. Let's go get tested. Let's go through everything. And it just makes you feel better when you know, knowing your status and knowing how to go about living a healthy sexual life. It just makes you breathe a little bit better, regardless Mm. of if you're dealing with something or if you're not. But the fact that you know and you're not guessing, it just makes everything so much better. So I do think that you need to uh, get tested. You want to do it on the show? On the show? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I did get get tested once on the show. Remember that, Holly, years ago? Yep. Yeah. I got, I got, I think, didn't we all get? We we both did. And yeah. maybe a producer of ours, who was it? I don't know at that time, but we did. We all got tested. What, yeah. I mean, did you get the results on the show? Um, No, because it took a while. And I think it was like, if you want to reveal it, you you can. Right. Um, but it was yeah, just. Yeah, because that can cross like a HIPAA violation. Yeah, I think exactly. so, right? Yeah. I would do it on the show. But yeah. it was just to show how, awareness. How, how easy the process is. And where you know? to go. And mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that could be a, a little sales thing. Yeah. yeah. I do know that if you, or even in Tampa too, uh, Metro. Inclusive Health. Um, they do a lot of, I know, HIV testing. Mm. I don't know what other tests that they do. But, I mean, if you just type in, like, STD test, free STD test, um, HIV test in uh, Tampa Bay or wherever you live, if you're listening to the podcast, they have those resources available to you. Oh, okay. Okay, that's good to know. I mean, Because these are, like, when I realized that, like, my now future is single, I was like, that was one of the things where I was like, how does this work? How well, is it brought up? You How were young are you when tested? You single? Yeah, like oh yeah. Last time I was single was I was just a little, I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I mean, you still are. Well, I, I feel like an adult now, but <laughs> now I feel like it is a, more of a, a common thing should be to at least have these conversations. Yeah, and they stuff. are awkward though. You're not wrong, and that's a lot of straight people. Mm-hmm. It just it's embarrassing. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. It shouldn't be. And you feel like almost shameful, but it's like. You got to have these conversations mm. because you don't want, especially like a one night stand or some nonsense, 
to end up giving you a lifetime issue, right? It would be better to know. And there, there's, there's no shame. There is that. Like Holly said, you have a friend. I have a friend that deals with it, and there's no shame. It's like, all right, well, how do we work through this issue? Yeah, and that's it. And you just work past it. Okay, well, that's good to know. Okay, have and you, you should be as women, by the way, too. If women are listening, you should be checking anyway because there's so much stuff that can like slip by the radar. And it, I mm. find it mind-boggling that they don't even do pap tests. Uh, every year anymore. Like, my doctor's like, oh, yeah, every three. I'm like, what could happen in three years? Like, why? Why is that the case? But it is for some reason. But, like, for women especially, and I'm probably men too. I don't know as much about men's health. Women. Um, (laughs) Woman. They can, like, some STDs can cause cancer. Mm -hmm. So, please, find out what your status is. Scott, have you been on any of the dating apps or anything yet, or have you even entertained that thought yet? I've thought about it, but I well, like I jumped on Bumble for like a hot second just to even like see what it's like, mm-hmm. and it was like it just. I remember being on Tinder in my like freshman year of college, and just it just is a weird feeling to just jump back in. So yeah. I was only on for like probably four hours, and I just got back off like. I don't know if I was ready to go through all that process of swiping and the anticipation of waiting and seeing if I match. That's I was like, scary. no, not fully on the apps yet. I don't know. Maybe I will be soon, but right now I'm like, I'm okay with where I'm at right now. With well, let's be honest, apps. Scott doesn't need to be on the apps. Scott has a job in radio. I will say people have been very bold. Bay. I mean, I, people have been very nice but in the DMs. Need, and you don't need the apps. Flattered, super flattered. So. Maybe eventually I'll get on the apps, but for right now, I'm like, it's going to stay off the apps for now. It's just, I don't need to be on my phone more than I already am, and it was kind of stressful just swiping and waiting and not getting anything. Well, when you do get on the apps, um, can we write your, your profile? Yeah, I'm going to, that's one of the things that it's like, I forget how these things work. Like, I was pix- picking a profile picture. I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I was writing a bio for myself, and I was like, what? how do you encompass, you know, who I am in a bio. And then the last thing, which I don't know how this sounds or how this will come off on a mic, but I didn't want to put like radio personality as like my job because I'm like, okay, I don't know what is going to come across. I don't know if that's, I don't know. I don't know how people My name's it. Scotty the Body and I work on <laughs> Hot 101.5. That's what I didn't, I didn't want it to come off as like, oh, this dude thinks he's uh all that, oh, must be quote unquote think he's famous. I'm like, no, I'm, that's literally my job. Like, I don't know how else to put it. So I, it's like, I think I put on it like media, some, some thing. It's a tough one. I was on Match for a very short time back in like 2016, and it was rough. <laughs> I was just, it was, it was a jungle that I was not prepared for. And then you had people that, like, found out who you were anyway. So then you have people in your DMs just like, I know who you are. That's what I'm saying. Like, and then I, I'm uh, like, well, do I want to go out with you now? You've already had an assumption of who I am, and, and that might not be everything that it is. And, and I overthought everything. And then, and then to the people that knew who I was, I couldn't just tell them, no, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Because yeah. then they're like, oh, Holly from Hot 101.5 thinks that she's better than me. And I'm like, like, then I would just keep it going to be nice. Like, it was an absolute... I, I, I'm not a person for the apps. And that's what I feel like is going to, like, when I jumped on Bumble for, like, the two hours I was on, I, was, I wasn't I was in the Tampa Bay area. And I did that on purpose because I was like, I, I do have this feeling, like, as soon as I get on the apps, like, that will probably be the first initial response is, like, people are going to be like, wait, are you the one on the, on the, right? And I'm like, yeah, hi, that's me just on the app. Like, I don't know where we go from this. I don't know if people are going to, like, screenshot my photo and just start, well, you're assuming a whole lot. You're assuming that we I have know. that many listeners. Um, and you're assuming that people will, well, will know who you are, which I will say. I think what will they happen will, is they, and they will. Do. They will they and will. they do. Like, it's not really that big of a leap. I don't know. It just seems like for right now, it just seems like a lot. And I'm it's like, okay, just I don't, don't know do if it. I'm ready to dive into that no. world of nope. being on, yes. on blast yes. on an app. Yes. When are you ready? When are you going to be ready? Can I, you I don't know. Right now? No, I don't have a date. I'll look at my calendar. Oh, because <laughs> I think whenever you are ready, I want the go. And then what we're going to do is we're each going to come in and write a bio. I'll write one. Holly, write one. Scott, you'll write one. And then we'll have the Miguel and Holly fam vote on which one is the best for you. And then we'll post that to see how you do in like the first 24 hours. That would be I would be I would be down to see how just it works with that because when I was trying to write my bio I had no idea what to write. I was like 
oh, I'm adventurous and I like spontaneous well, and I'm a dreamer. <laughs> I don't know. I envision the future. I do, I... but like if you sit down with me on a date, like you're going to get like, it's, you might get too much. You, you don't know what you're getting into That's when you sit down with me thing. and have a conversation. I am an oversharer of epic proportions because of this job. And I bet Miguel you did it too, and Scott's gonna do it too, and we don't know we don't have that line anymore that normal people have where they're like, oh, I'm not gonna share this. I'll be like, oh, here's my entire life story. Hope we share you can it. handle that on a first date, right? Actually, for me, when I went on first dates, I was actually quiet mm. um, because it, usually they would know me from the radio. That's also, and part of it. I'm like, you've heard most of my stories, yeah. and so tell me about you, and that's usually how you know they would acknowledge at some point that they listened. And, you know, in the texting phase. So then yeah. on the first date, I'd be like, all right, well, you've heard most of my stuff, at least, you know, the radio version of it. Tell me about you, whatever. And we get into that conversations. And I feel like I'm just in a curious, inquisitive person anyway. And so then, you know, I would spend more time just bringing out, you know, who they are and, you know, what their experiences are. Because I'm like, I do that for a living. I talk about everything and you know there's nothing left when i leave the radio station every day about me so let me know about you yeah so i i think it's really interesting both of your experiences um you know or what you think your experience is going to be scott and what yours was holly because it was so different from mine um on the apps back in the day when i was single no yeah well it is it's fine. <laughs> but also miguel keep in mind you sort of grew up with the apps That's okay true. Like, you had it when you were young. I'm older than you. Hey, surprise, I'm the oldest one here. Good. Um, <laughs> I'm older than you, so you had more time to be on the apps, and you kind of were more comfortable with them. I was never on an app, or mm. I, I didn't do that until 2016, post-divorce. And it was just, and the type of person that I am, that's not a good place for me. Because mm. even then, I didn't know about my whole codependent, people-pleaser stuff. And so that impeded my dating all the time. All the time. Because I always wanted to make sure the other person was more comfortable. It didn't matter if I was uncomfortable as long as they're not uncomfortable. Mm. And that's how I found myself doing first dates, too. Of course, like, they they might know me from the radio, but I'm now going out of my way to make sure they know that I'm everything they think they want. And then they mm. would, like, fall for that person. And then I don't even know who that is. I don't even know who I am. It was just a big old mess. I, it was a, a fun mess. Do you feel that at all, Scott? Like, trying to adapt to be what other people like? Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah, I do. Well, I don't exactly do it fully, but I do notice, you know, when people message me and I'm, like, you know, going back and forth for a little bit, I could, I see exactly where I have, like, the road of, like, ooh, I could go into exactly where they would envision, like, ooh, this perfect human because I do, like... Because you want to win. It's I like, also kind yeah, of a game at the end. Absolutely. Dating is kind of a game. Like, I want to come off as, like, you know, any type of attractive you, like, want... But then it's like I remind myself, I'm like, whoa, 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 like, let me not even play this game of, yeah, let me just have you fall for someone that's, like, literally not there. So I try to be as open as possible with wherever I stand on a situation or whatever my views are or whatever I feel about something, I try. But I think right now with all of it, like, I haven't gotten to that level where, you know, I really show either a true authentic side or, you know, I'm pretty much who I am and I try to just be open if people slide up in my DMs or want to go hang out with me once i'm like look like that's like i'm down for everything like advent like that's this year like i want to just live it up adventure meet new people whatever that may be down for fun but <laughs> see no as in like legitimately like i don't want to just like cut off ties before i even like give anybody a shot like i just want to experience life mm -hmm. but oh, okay. i do like have to like let people know that it's you know here is who i am just almost be ready or at the same time like I hope you know what you're getting into like don't just if you listen to the show and this is how you view me like yeah that's it you know that's 95% of it but there's that also 5% that you know I am a human as well like I don't want you to look at me and just you know be into me because oh my god he's on the radio I want it to be like I like the person he is let me get to know that further mm-hmm so it's now it's me balancing, not falling into just trying to be perfect for everyone. So, yeah, a little bit of that. Would you be willing to hook up with someone in the future that only wants to do it so they can say, I was in the sack with <laughs> Scotty the Body? <laughs> oh. Are you okay? Oh. In the sack? In the wow. I mean, I didn't say the F word. I mean, I just said. I know. That was just the phrase. Wow. In uh, the sack. I rolled around in the hay with Scotty the Body. In that, oh, going down to the sticks. Mm. Um, I can tell you what how he works it. 
Wow. Well, I don't I don't want anybody telling anybody how I work it, but I mean, I can't again, like I put on my Instagram the other day when somebody asked me a pretty in-depth question on trying to hook up. I was like, "Never say never," you know. Wait, I'm not, they what? They were like, what they say? Like, would you uh Oh, no, somebody asked if I was going to make an OnlyFans or another oh. question that came in that I didn't respond to, like, would you date a, a Miguel and Holly fan member? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm never going to say never to what can happen. I don't right. know. Like, maybe. Maybe right. that comes up. But I don't want to, again, like I just said, like, I don't want to cut off anything, you know, without even giving it a shot or right. seeing where it could go. I mean, listen, it didn't work out for other reasons, but my ex-husband was a listener mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, like, when I saw the question roll up in my DMs, I was like, I'm not against it. No. I think, again, there's a difference between, like, if you're, like, purely looking at me and you're like, oh, my God, I want to date you because you're on the radio or because, like, I don't know, this other envision. Or you look, like, we, we're the same playing field. Like, I'm, just, I'm the same human as you are. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone that's, like, just so. That can cloud people, too. Yeah. Like, looking at me like I'm just higher being when I'm like, what? Oh, I'm not. I'm literally just like you. It's just yeah. your job is super cool, and this is my job. I love what I do. And keep in mind, once you get into like more dating and less sex talk, <laughs> it is a full time hard ass job to be a radio person's significant other. That's also I was and just most talking to my buddy about that. People have yeah. no idea. Yeah. They think it's all fun. Yeah, but it's actually very difficult for that person because we do stuff that. No, normal couples <laughs> don't, don't do. deal with. Yeah. Right? As you know from your uh, now over relationship, yeah. Miguel, as you know from past relationships and from Abe, even like j- like literally today, I put a video up on the internet where my boobs is almost out. I had to make sure my nipples were tucked in. I hey. had fishnets on and you could see my ass. Hey. Hit up the Miguel and Holly Insta. <laughs> But that that's literally what I just talked about with my best friend. I was like, that's also part of the thing. It's like, you know, there's another side of it. If, you know, whoever I end up dating in the future, whatever that looks like, there's also that. Like, mm-hmm. you have to understand that it, it is a whole new world of, you know, one, not even just being busy as hell all the time right now, but also we do c- crazy stuff. Like, and I'm an open book. Like, I like to talk about my life on the radio. I like to be able to relate to people and that person who comes into my life, you know, we have to be able to work with that because I love what I do and I don't want anybody to take back from what I love or else mm. it just it just won't work in my heart. So there's a lot of factors that are all entwined with this, but you know, for right now I'm just kinda going with the flow with everything. I'm just really excited to start hearing the dating stories and the um hookup stories oh, because yeah. Holly and I both went through it. I went through it way more than Holly did. <laughs> uh, um, and so, but the stories were great. Like, and there are a few Miguel and Holly fan members that I know that over Christmas break, they started going back and listening from the beginning oh, wow. of uh, Miguel and Holly Uncensored. That is so weird. We were like other people then. Oh, absolutely. And they were like, ooh, you and Holly were wilding out back, back in 20, 26, 2017, 2016. I'm like, yeah, you know, girl, I know how to party, honey. It was the time. It was a time. It was a time when I would go into parties with only the promotions kids. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. I've at least though now I finally figured out what I was doing that whole time, like psychologically. So at least I've figured that out. There right. You go. I got it. It's fine. Listen, everybody got to lose their mind just a little bit. It's fine. They did. You do. You, were you going lose through your a mind a little bit. And yeah. I had, I was actually coming back from having lost my mind. Right. It, I like broke. Like I had a break. And then in the scrabbling to get out of a, a, a pit, you get a little dirty. And Holly got down in the mug, girl. I mean, I did, too. I was right there with you. We were both rolling around, honey. We were having a good old time. It was a, a good old time. Now, Scott, we got to push you down in the mud and get you ready. So. <laughs> no, he's already in the mud. We have to push him there. Yeah, we got to push you down farther. No. Oh, no. I'm ready for some stories. No, it, well, <laughs> you know what I do find, like, a, a non, like, w- weird, you know, sexual, right? I am actually having fun, like, rediscovering my interests mm. and, like, things that I actually en- enjoy or trying new things because, like, I, you know, I've never been an adult single and so this is my first time actually being like, quote unquote, an adult, because now I'm 24, kind of an adult. And so now I feel like it's, you know, interesting to see now that I'm single again, but I've changed so much yeah. in the past, you know, four and a half years. Right. 
that I literally am, you know, rediscovering who I am. Mm. That is beautiful. What do I want? It's really weird, actually, to be completely no, honest. It's normal, actually. It's yeah. it's just that it's a new thing for you. Yeah. But it's totally normal. And you're it's gonna happen again. Yeah. And again. And again. Yeah. And again. And again. Life is just constantly in flux. In fact, I read this really good meme. I might have it even been my meme. Like I didn't make <laughs> yeah. it. Oh. I didn't make it. But like I was going through my old like, you know, sometimes you need a picture from like 2015 and you have right. to like sit there and like go through the the folders on your phone and I had a lot of memes in 2015 because uh when you're going through some stuff you, you lean on memes so I was looking at this one and I don't I, I'm paraphrasing but it was something like this older couple like they were together in their 80s and the guy the man was asked you know what has it been like to 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 be committed to one woman this man and woman had been married for like, you know, 60 years or something crazy. Mm -hmm. For one woman this entire time, what is it like? And the man said, what's interesting is that I haven't been with the same woman ah. for 60 years. He's like, this woman has changed and become at least eight different women in the many years that we've been together. Ah, yeah. And the only reason mm. we're still together is that I chose to uh, learn, appreciate, and grow with her. Dang. Uh, and I'm sure I'm different too, but we've never talked about it. But I can tell you from my perspective, I haven't been with the same woman. I've been yes. with a different person because we are constantly changing. I saw that meme and I was like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Five years later. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. Dang. Like, who knows? Dang. I may go through some other phase at some point and then I'll be that person. But like, and we all do. We, we all do. It's a part of the, the process of growing up and learning more about yourself mm -hmm. and about your surroundings changing you and changing with the times. And I feel like I'm smack dab in the middle of it right now. I'm I'm in a, a flux of change right now. Yeah. So I completely understand where where you are right now. Uh, but have fun. Be careful and go get an STD check. OK. Yeah, well, I'm going to look into that and definitely push myself to be up front and talk about it. Good. When those conversations happen. Well, if you want to slide up in Scott's DMs for naked pictures, oh. what's Scott? What's your social media? At Scott Tavlin. S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. And that's a big T, girl. Uh, Holly, what's your social media? <laughs> what? Radio <laughs> Holly on TikTok, know. Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you very much. Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, uh, Facebook, all the places, and make sure to follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Miguel and Holly. And if you want to be on an intro of the Miguel and Holly uh, podcast, Uncensored Podcast, Platypus Posse, uh, just download the free Hot 101.5 app and just leave us a little open mic message right there, just like Jacob two times did at the beginning of this podcast, and you can be on another one. And we'll send you a Miguel and Holly mask for doing it. All right, until next time. Catch up. Catch, up. Catch, up. Catch up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.